3: It is 560 The Joe Radio Rewind, running back some of the best audio you've heard over the past 24 hours right here on 560 The Joe. I am Dan Day. It is a feel-good Friday, so you know I'm going to have some feel-good reggae music throughout help you vibe out into the weekend. Plus, going to make you feel good with the Joe Rose Show. Talking to DBJ, Don Bailey Jr. About the Hurricanes football team shaking off the rust and hopefully getting back to action against Duke tomorrow. The basketball team for the Canes actually going to be in action tonight at 8 o'clock against Stetson. You can hear the pregame, the whole game, the postgame, right here on 560 The Joe. Following this show, Dan Levitard Show. Jumping in with Chris Jericho, Nitro, and some sports connections. Then... Crowder and Salada myself we are having some fun, they don't want that smoke, some funky Buddha, holiday cheer, and of course also some sports. Right now, here are the headlines from the Modelo Especial Sports Desk. The Dolphins take on the Bengals Sunday at 1 and will do so with the back-to-back AFC Special Teams Player of the Month, kicker Jason Sanders. After a three-week hiatus, the Canes football team look to get back to action Saturday at 8 against Duke. Following this game, Miami will have two left on the schedule between North Carolina and Georgia Tech. Eric Spolstra says he will monitor Jimmy Butler's minutes this season. Coach Spo says there is nothing physically wrong with the guard. The load management is more of a longevity issue. Marlins GM Kim Ang says the bullpen is the team's top priority. In the past draft, the Fish used all five picks to grab pitchers. The NHL is eyeing a mid-January start to the season. They're hoping to play a 52-56 game schedule. Inter-Miami goalie Luis Robles is one of the eight players whose contract options have been declined by the club. No word on if he'll return to the team next season. The Knight Commission, a college football think tank, recommends that the FBS split from the NCAA. They believe the divorce would help fix the broken governance model we currently have. Headlines brought to you by Modelo Especial, the perfect beer for your home tailgate. Modelo Especial, brewed with the fighting spirit. Now let's go ahead. It is Friday after all. Let's take a step into the day spa. (sighs) A 3 seater plane recently made an emergency landing on a Minnesota interstate. Yep, that's another reason why I don't fly on small planes. Supposedly, a sheep in Wales recently wandered into a hotel and waited for an elevator. I say supposedly because I suspect that it was really a call girl sheep. Mm -hmm. Animal control here in Florida have captured a large African serval cat. Someone call Carol Baskin. A man in Ontario has been reunited with his wallet some 54 years after losing it. All the money was gone, but his backup condom? It was still in there. To the exogen weather center tonight's forecast cloudy with temperatures in the high 60s waking up in the morning you gotta have double joes no not a double shot but you need your Joe and your Joe. Coffee and Joe Rose. He's on weekdays from 6 to 10 earlier today. He caught up with Don Bailey Jr. Don Bailey Jr. probably chomping at the bit to help call another great Hurricanes football game. They've been off for three weeks, like I said. Oh, yeah, they're talking about shaking the rust off tomorrow against Duke, which you can hear right here on 560 The Joe. Also, lots of question marks surrounding this team. And of course, when you're asking questions, you're also asking questions about that quarterback, D. Eric King.
4: Hey, uh, Don, wow, a couple weeks off here. Um, any idea, <laughs> what do you expect this thing to look like tomorrow night against Duke?
5: Joe, the only body of work I have is listening to Coach Cutcliffe of Duke when they had two weeks off in a similar situation, and he didn't hit his guys, he didn't scrimmage his guys, he didn't have his guys in pad, and they came out and got 50-some points, hung on them, and Georgia Tech rushed on them for 300-something yards last week. So, you know, I still don't know who's going to be available to play for Miami until an hour before the game or who's going to be on the field coach. We don't know anything.
6: Yep. So,
5: I, I mean, for how I've been raised, and I'll speak for you too, how you've been raised in this business, it's all about repetition, about continuity. It's all about the same thing again and again, and, again, and we haven't had that. Now, I'm going to give college football a lot of credit. These young men who supposedly... You know, there's so many things they can't do uh, like the old school guys used to do. They've held it together. I mean, everybody in college football, these kids have come out and played. They've come out and given effort. The administration at each athletic department has tried to put a great product on the field. But I don't know. I haven't seen this before. I mean, how how do you go winning, what is it, four in a row and take a two-week off and then you come back your third week? And I don't even know if Miami's been in pads any time, you know?
1: Yeah, it's, it's been a long time since that last game. Uh, we're talking about November 14th, last time the Hurricanes right. took the field. Mm. It's been a long time, and that's a big layoff. Uh, now, the one thing you did say, I know the Georgia Tech did come in there and just crush that team, and they ran for you know, a million yards on them. Could this be the game that maybe we see the running game come back for the Miami Hurricanes? I think I saw 131 versus Va Tech, 189 versus NC State, but King had 105 of those and 122 versus UVA. Run game has been a little bit off those last three games, yet you're facing Duke now that just gave up a ton to Georgia Tech. This could be the game, right, Don?
5: Well, it could be, but I I think we have to all realize that when you look at the running game numbers, you have to figure Derek King into that equation. It's not an and or. He is a part of the running game. They are designed runs for him, so those yards have to count. You know, it's, It's not like When you you have a drop-back quarterback and and, and all you're getting is negative sack yards, Eric King is a part of the equation. I think that if you're going to watch this game, you can't get frustrated with the rush yards because how Duke plays you is you're going to pound it and pound it and pound it, and you're going to get nothing. And then maybe the 10th run or the 12th run or the 15th run, you're going to bust one for 30, 40, or 50. So it's deceptive yardage totals. There's big plays in the running game. But time and time again, they hold you for, for low yardage attempts
4: let's talk about the uh, the bigger picture. No, Notre Dame looked pretty damn good against <laughs> North Carolina looks <laughs> like unless there's a miracle out there that Miami's going to come up short no matter what happens and Notre Dame and yeah. Clemson will end up playing in this championship game in the ACC. It's still got a chance to be a really, really good year, but I, I wonder do you think they'll be let down if once it's complete and are are you think this team's on a mission to make sure this is it just the one loss
5: up to this point joe i think this team has proven that they are not affected by these type of things they've proven to me um that they're resilient and that they're not going to break believe that if we had this conversation a year ago i'd say yeah probably in hindsight that they're going to be affected but this team is about winning the day winning the play winning the game, and they're darn sure about winning the fourth quarter. When you look at where you are, if you can finish the next three games, you're going you're gonna to win ten games in the regular season. You get a chance to go to a, a big-time uh, bowl game. You got a chance to win 11. You go from a, a 9, 10, 11-win season after having a losing season last year where you lose to FIU, you lose to Duke for the second time in a row, you get right. shut out in a bowl game. I think there's a whole lot to play for and a whole lot to be proud of.
1: The only good thing about that, too, Joe, is the fact that both games, that Clemson game is at 7.30, I think. So you really won't know exactly if Clemson lost that game or won that game until after. So that's good, too. It would be it would be really bad going into that You may game. know at halftime. Well, yeah, maybe at halftime, sure. But, <laughs> you but may, at you least, may know the, at least may least know the first point, right? quarter. <laughs> <laughs> but at least at that point, it won't be a final by the time they kick off. Like, you still have a chance when they uh, kick off of that hey guys, game. Hey, guys, I hate to tell you, I know right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, well, let yeah. me call Let me call my book here real quick. Zach Zach was trying to be
4: kind of nice. I'm trying. I'm trying. Right, right. Because you need the loss,
1: right, exactly. Now, here, another thing I wanted to bring up, uh, Don. Uh, zero turnovers in the last three games for the Canes. Uh, clean football. So it's not like they're you know doing anything crazy out there. They're playing very clean football out there. This offense,
5: they really are, and I think that's uh, that's something that you gotta you gotta really attribute to the the guys working on it in practice and the confidence that they've developed, especially the last three ball games with the receiver and the quarterback. But DeEric King has only had two games with turnovers, and he had two in each of those. I guess it was uh, Pitt and Clemson. But he's been had a clean slate, and let's hope that he can pick up where he left off with that. But that's uh, that's him protecting the football, and also him having the ability. If it's not there, he's, he, he goes through his progressions. If it's still not there, guess what, guys? I'm all right. So he's, he's
4: fine with it. Don, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Uh, we've talked about Dery King a, a lot, and not whether he's coming back or not. That's gonna. Uh, I'm sure we're going to know something pretty soon about that. Where does he rank? And not not in great teams. We we know Miami's had some great teams, and we've had some Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks. And where does Derek right. King rank for you? His quarterback play in the year he's having with some of the other quarterbacks. Where do you put him? We've had a list of great ones going all the way back to when you played. But what are your thoughts on Derek King?
5: I think in today's world, you know, you would have to say he's he's as big a reason Miami wins. As many games as they're going to win, if they win ten or eleven games, who who's the who's the main reason? You got to look at D. Eric King. I mean, he changed the entire team with his leadership. Uh, the defensive guys appreciate him; they understand how tough he is. They play for him. That offense is rallies around him, and they they look to him as a leader. You know, it's it's almost impossible for me or you or any other historian of the Hurricanes to. To put him, we'll give him a number because he's different than everybody. We haven't, we've never had a guy that plays the quarterback position the way he does. And this style of football, we've never had. I'd say he has been a perfect fit for Miami and the Red Lashley offense and the Hurricanes this year. Is he going to, you know, it, 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 you can't, he's not an All American this year. He's darn sure could be one next year. He's probably not going to go to the Heisman. Uh, You know, trophy, he's not going to be in the top three for that. This year, he probably would have a chance next year. I think it's unfortunate for him that he's only going to have, as of today, you know, he's scheduled to have one year here. If he comes back, Joe, he's going to be in the Heisman talk, the All-American talk, the All-Conference talk. There's going to be a lot of things that you're going to that he's going to get recognized for that he's has built upon this year.
4: You sound like Manny Diaz just now. I can hear the Deari King talk with Manny Diaz. <laughs> well, you want to come back and and with this group and and run it back and the development. You think he'll come back? I I think he will come back. What do you think?
5: Well, I hope so, and I think he will because here's what I here's what I believe can happen if he plants the flag in the ground, right, with the big U on it, and says, I'm coming back. Harley comes back. I'd have to say he has to consider coming back, because he can come back even though he's a seat. Does that influence a couple of these defensive guys? That those defensive, you know, that defensive end spot? Is it? What else does it influence? Does it influence Brevin Jordan, who now, if you're trying to go to the NFL, Brevin, you, you've missed three games the last two years. We're talking about a 16-game schedule in National Football League. If you're not going to the playoffs, do we have confidence that you can get through a season? So, you know, if he, if he's the guy that says I'm coming back, I think everybody else has got to look at it because you don't know the schedule we're going to have next year. Are they going to stay with the same schedule they had this year, all within the ACC, or do you get a chance to get on a plane and go to Atlanta week one and take on uh, Alabama? I mean, you, you pull that game off, you're the front runner for the Heisman Trophy week one.
1: That'll be an interesting situation. I wonder what does happen with a bunch of these guys if Derek King does want to come back. What that does to recruiting also, uh, you know, for quarterbacks or what, case, whatever the case may be. I don't think you're really worried about it at this point if Derek King comes back, at least for another year, but it does give you that firepower on offense. And Rhett, Rhett Lashley's offense, you think Rhett Lashley after this year – will get a couple calls for head coaches for head coaching gig.
5: I think that that this year is going to be a year where everybody's going to really think twice about making a coaching change. I, I think financially they've got a lot of big buyouts. I, you know, you see the the hot list of who are the hot seat that everybody's on. Brett Lashley is is if he if he gets an interview or people hear him talk, he's a head coach in the making. I don't believe there's any doubt about that. I don't know if it's this year or two years from now or five years from now he's a young guy and but he is he certainly is proving to america that he can run an offense he's certainly proven with his demeanor that he that he can lead so it, i don't know if it's i just think it's just going to be a win i don't think it's an if situation i think it's going to be a win if i'm running if i'm running a, 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 a an athletic department there's been a lot of pain financially for everybody in the country, and somebody's really going to have to come in, and if you want to make a coaching change, somebody's going to really have to come in and, and show me why that has to be done, and then also be able to to fund that thing because it's just not buying out that coach; it's buying out that staff, yep. and then you got to hire the new ones, which are all going to cost you more than the last ones. I'm not I'm not big about firing people right now. This is a year. To, this is a year to me that uh, is just what they're giving the players. Everybody should Let's, be given a do over this year. Yeah.
4: Hey, Don, unless Urban Meyer wants that Texas job. Write the check. They're, they're right going to say jack. so long. yeah. him an oil well, yeah.
1: baby. Them oh, them oil yeah. well, you know? Pandemic schmandemic, right I'll the take check. Take care right, of
4: this exactly. check. Don't worry, guys, if All right. we get no herb, here uh, we'll do
1: that one. You're you're right. Hey
5: we'll, Don, great. We'll get big herb and we'll we'll pump some oil out of the lower forty and we'll be okay. Oh my
4: god. <laughs> Spreading it on the damn field. Boy, you ain't kidding, man. Don, thank oh you, buddy. Thank appreciate you, it. You take care of yourself. Okay, guys.
3: Talk to you next week. Don Bailey Jr., hopefully going to be busy tomorrow night. They got the pregame starting, I think, around 4 o'clock tomorrow. Kickoff at 8 o'clock postgame, going to run late into the night. DBJ, Joe Zagacki on the call right here at 560. The Joe, the U, versus Duke. Tonight, Joe Zagacki going to be busy at 8 o'clock. He's going to be calling the tip of the Canes versus of course. Stetson game that got rescheduled from earlier this year right here on 560 the Joe pregame is going to beginning at 7:30. So Joe Z, rest up those vocal cords. Get yourself ready. You're going to be busy. Speaking of being busy, the Dan Levitard show. Well, that didn't work, but that's okay. I've got some good Dan Levitard on the way. You're just going to have to wait and find out. Plus it's a feel good Friday, which means I got some reggae music on the other side. Keep it locked right here on 560 The Joe WQAM Radio Rewind. 560 The Joe Radio Rewind, running back some of the best audio you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day on a feel-good Friday, and I'm bringing you a classic, classic. The one and only Bob Marley, Exodus. Let it take you away a little bit on this feel-good Friday. Make the weekend that much better. Doesn't that make you just feel good going into the weekend? And if it doesn't, you might want to get yourself checked out. who Make you even more happy. Got some Canes basketball on the way. Tip off 8 o'clock when they play Stets in a game that's been rescheduled from earlier this season due to COVID concerns. And tomorrow night, we have got Canes versus Blue Devils right here. Tip kick is at 8 o'clock. Now, a little something extra before. I know I'm excited about this game for some reason because I like good teams that aren't known as the Blue Bloods, but you've got BYU versus Coastal Carolina. Both teams 9-0 kicking off at 530, so you can kind of warm up with that, then slide into that Canes game. Ooh, it's going to be a good sports weekend. It's already started with this. Speaking of good stuff, the Dan Levitard Show, they were on from 10 to noon earlier today. They're talking about Chris Jericho, Nitro from American Gladiators, and they're making the sports connection right here.
0: Chris Jericho, uh, Mike, can we tell the audience uh, that uh, we have a bit of a, I don't know if it's a ceremony that we have planned for the success of Chris Jericho here, but... Uh, there's going to be a voice and a name from the past sort of joining us to hand over the title of greatest celebrity prognosticator in the history of the show. Now, uh, people have had runs, okay? Big Boy at one time from Outcast. we sent him a championship belt because... He had, I think, six or seven straight weeks where he beat uh, Colin Cowherd. I think Carrot Top also had six or seven weeks. But the champion,
1: <laughs> Carrot Top,
0: the guy, <laughs> the guy who Chris Jericho has now knocked off and is, is going away with the record here because he's is he at ten weeks or eleven weeks? Chris Jericho has basically spent the entire season
6: with us. It, it's an incredible run, but the gold standard was Nitro. From American Gladiator.
0: Nitro, the American Gladiator, uh, was the gold standard. Now, as I recall, Mike, I don't know if you have the file back there of uh, anything Nitro related, but our relationship with Nitro really fell apart. And it's been many years if you've been listening here to the show. Uh, there. His dog died, and he was mad. And uh, at the end, because we were making fun of him uh, about something, and his dog had just died, and he hung up on us. And I don't think we've talked to him since. We haven't.
6: Then. We haven't talked to him since a, a former producer here thought it was funny to keep mentioning his, his dog that passed away, and it, it landed on the wrong side. Um, we have reached out to Nitro, but he, uh, you know, kind of wants to know why we want to speak to him. So I need to call him a little bit ahead of time and explain to him we kind of we just want to celebrate you Mr. Nitro. All
0: right, is he worried? Billy, have you had interactions with Nitro here because uh again, we want uh we want to celebrate Chris Jericho's excellence and we want to celebrate the excellence of Nitro. We do not want to turn it into beef between gladiators even though Chris Jericho was really disrespectful to the American Gladiators and Nitro himself. Chris Jericho was saying, you know, bring it, stick it. All sorts of phrases like that because he was coming after the American Gladiators. Where are we, Billy, in terms of your relationship with Nitro? Is he mad at us? Has he forgiven us? Uh, Does he think we're bringing him back on to make a joke of him?
2: I'm not sure what he thinks. Last I heard, he wanted to talk to Chris privately beforehand, and I don't know what that was about. And he was asking how we could make that happen. And I'm like, "Uh, talk to Mike. Okay, and so how did that go, or did that just die? Well, I, think,
6: I think Nitro is on the West Coast, though I may be just confusing him with Malibu.
1: Yeah,
0: so uh, we are trying to get Chris Jericho and uh, Nitro together. We will see if that happens at 1130, but we're very excited because... Uh, it's a run like no other, and at this point, people are really invested in this, dude. Guys, like they're tracking the games. They are, they are. Uh, we are hunting down Colin Cowherd. Our entire thing, right? The entire premise of this stupid bit we've been doing for years—too uh, long, frankly. Uh, the the bit is all of this coverage you see all over everywhere that feeds the NFL monster and makes the NFL the monster success and makes all sports programming basically just a constant commercial for football that makes it stronger and stronger because of the appetite, because of how popular the sport is. Uh, We have been saying all of those people covering the sport, there is no link between covering it, being informed, (laughs) studying tape and knowing what's going to happen in the game. Like uh, Mike McCarthy, after a blowout thought uh, this year, he, before the blowout, he thought they had their best week of practice all season. I've told you, like there was one week in the NFL I distinctly remember, Saviors, uh, Bill Parcells and John Gruden thought their team was the most prepared. It had been all season for a game and they lost by a combined score of like 90 to 3 in one weekend.
1: Here's the deal. You could pay attention, you could watch football, maybe you played football, maybe you had your hand in the dirt. There is no way to know that the Eagles are going to throw a Hail Mary and complete a two-point conversion at the end of the game and you're not going to cover because you took but, Seattle. But,
0: but more in that more than that, what we're doing with the experiment that now has produced very good results for us, even though it's a small sample. Like, we have beaten Colin Cowherd multiple seasons last year, most dramatically because uh, at the end of the season he just totally fell apart. But he checks like, if you have listened to Colin Cowherd, he is talking to people who are breaking down film. Like, he gets into the he gets into the nitty gritty of breaking down football so that for 10 straight weeks he could lose to Chris Jericho who is picking his favorite cities and that to <laughs> us is a beautiful experiment and last week uh, we had to suffer it right because Cowherd that last week was dramatic okay because here he is the record holder Jericho and they go in to the last stages of this where Cowherd is 2 and 1 And Jericho is two and two. And the games played out with a certain degree of drama. And we ended up in a position where Colin Cowherd has the Seahawks against the Eagles. Right. And that game, if you were watching it, the Seahawks had it the entire game. Cowherd had it the entire game. 12 seconds left. Carson Wentz, who has been the worst quarterback in football this year, finally heaves up something and they score a touchdown. And then inexplicably they go for the two point conversion. It all helps us. And we end up in a position where we beat, uh, you know, Chris Jericho ends up beating Colin Cowherd because Chris Jericho then gets the saving grace of all the Ravens get sick. And so the line that he gets on that game is much better than the 10 points that it went out at. And so, and even still at that game, we were dying at the end scared. So I'm very excited about where this is headed. With Chris Jericho and Nitro, we're going to have a ceremony in an hour. We're going to
6: say Mike doesn't like it's gonna to be learn. emotional. Gonna I be think hope. it's gonna, Yeah, I'm not sure how this goes. I'm not even oh. sure how I'll be received by Mr. Nitro.
1: Why would Nitro want to speak to us ever again?
6: Why would he? I'm worried why he wanted to speak <laughs> to Chris Jericho directly. Maybe word. are got to him about what Chris was saying last week, it's going to be uncomfortable, potentially, and we're not hoping for that.
0: No, we're not rooting for that. Also, because Nitro is not like a a natural-born performer. Uh, He's just a guy who was a gladiator, a lot of cartoon muscles who was a gladiator. cartoon
6: muscles, I mean... Careful, man. don't make it seem like popcorn muscles. This, right. is, I mean, he was an American gladiator for a reason. That was based on merit. You think that cartoon muscles is an insult? Well, it just makes it seem like it's not, like, authentic. And he, I'm sure, like, man, this guy was a brick house in his uh, day.
0: Uh, uh, Gamer, put it on the poll. Is saying someone has cartoon muscles uh, a compliment? Yes or no, because I did not mean it derisive. They're
1: exaggerated muscles, though. It makes it seem like... Well, you know, because they've
0: got more muscles than the rest of us. They're, it doesn't seem like it's human, because cartoonishly they can be drawn instead of worked Look, toward. it's a
6: nervous time right now. The thing that's on the front of everybody's mind is protecting this relationship with Dan Nitro-Clark.
3: That's what's important, protecting those relationships. It's my man, Mark Hawkman. that actually, in the past... Got Nitro from American Gladiators very upset because he wouldn't let go of the idea that his dog had passed away. But let's let bygones be bygones. Hawk wasn't at work today checking out Florida Gulf Coast University, not for himself, but for his son. So next, Crowder, Solana, myself, going to give you some foolishness and some fun, not to mention a sports update. And it's a feel-good Friday, so I've also got some reggae for you here on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. 560 The Joe Radio Rewind, running back some of the best audio you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, and it's a feel-good Friday. So my guy, Trevor Young, who is the guitarist for Soja, he and I have done some hanging out in the past, seen him play live bunches of times by himself and with Soja. This is him singing with his band, Things You Can't Control. That's what I'm talking about, especially in 2020. Hopefully that's helping you vibe out going into the weekends. Helping you vibe out. Hawk and Crowder weekdays from 2 to 6. Hawk's already vibed out. He took the day off. He's at Florida Gulf Coast University with his son and wife. Checking out what the university has to offer. Maybe his son will matriculate there. Nonetheless, he has nothing to worry about. Crowder, Solana, myself, we did the heavy lifting today. Talking about they don't want that smoke. The Canes need to get their sea legs back especially the football team. Kim Ang, we got love for her. We also have love for Funky Buddha and some holiday cheer.
2: Did you see, Crowder, that the NBA is is not going to be testing for marijuana, for weed this year?
7: Yeah, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Stop taking people's money and suspending guys for something that they're going to do any damn way in every sport and everywhere in the world. Silly. Damn silly. Good job, Adam Silver. Pat on the back. Cheers to hell.
2: Yeah. Cheers, too. Yeah. Um, That's my cheers,
7: too, next week. That's my cheers, too. So y'all can just write it down now because goodness gracious, the dumbest thing in the world.
2: No, obviously it is, uh, especially in how many parts of the country that uh, weed is 100 percent legal or maybe I shouldn't say 100, but it's legalized. Um, But I just found it funny yesterday that um, I and I posted this on my Twitter account, Justice Winslow. I follow him on Instagram and like I saw the report that. Um that, you know, the NBA wasn't gonna be testing for marijuana this year or whatever. And uh like the first picture I see on my Instagram as I get that notification is Justice Winslow. And he's like, I think he's hanging out with uh one of his friends who's a DJ who released an album yesterday, and there's just like there's just weed on the table. Like, but Mm -hmm. imagine how different that would have been in 08, Michael Beasley and Mario Chalmers got in trouble for flushing weed down the toilet at the Heat training camp. And in 2020, like look how far we've come. Justice Winslow is just cool with posting pictures of like his friend rolling up a blunt on Instagram. Like it's crazy, right? Like how far we've come.
7: And 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 it's, you know, the progression's amazing, but I would say, I'm gonna lie to you, Solana, and this is crazy. Listen to what I say. If I see one of my Dolphin athletes, Heat athletes, Panthers, you know, all our South Florida guy, I'm a Buccaneers fan. If I see them partying and there's 20 bottles of liquor on a table, I'm more scared than if there's 20 joints on the table. I I honestly feel that way of the difference between marijuana and alcohol – The guys I know that were drinkers got in way more trouble, got in way more situations, got in way more adulterous situations. I'm talking about way worse stuff I've seen come out of alcohol than a dude that smoked. And I hung with both those type of guys. I'm telling you, I think it is – Adam Silver is is changing the way that you govern a league, and I love what he's doing because he's doing it out of common sense. He's not doing it out of what the old way is and how it was before I got here. It's 2020. But you know, remember that alcohol was illegal, the prohibition and all that. Like, you know what I'm saying where they didn't want they alcohol was just like they treat marijuana right now or treated it 5 or 6 years ago. I love that Adam Silver is thinking with his mind and not what his buddies said when, you know, when he was coming up through the ranks. I love it.
2: Did you see what uh Marshawn Lynch, the 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 quote that came out? You know that Peyton Peyton Manning he does yeah. uh, something on ESPN Plus. He interviews a bunch of athletes. It's actually really good. And um, Marshawn Lynch uh, last week, he said something that made headlines. He said that before every single game, he took a shot of Henny. Before every single NFL game he played, he took one shot or two shots of Hennessy every single game. Yeah.
7: You know what? And and I believe it 100 percent. I actually hung out with Sean when he was in Buffalo. We would have dinner together and go other places before meetings at night. And, um, yeah, we go out partying, man. We go out drinking, having a good time, messing around. You know what really it is that people, like the story's great in Peyton's places. I I love Peyton's places. I've seen all of them it goes back to that mental health thing. So think about that. One of your top running backs believes he needs a shot of Hennessy before he goes out here and lets these 11 monsters dive on his back for four quarters. He just wanted to take a little edge off, man. So I love the story. I love the thought. And I love that, you know, Sean's talking about it. But it goes back to that, how really violent and physical and the mental health of football is because of the fact that he thought he needed a shot of Hennessy before every single game.
2: (laughs) i I don't know Darley, if, Darley. if anybody heard that I did I did love that though in Peyton <laughs> Peyton's places or whatever. Uh what's it called? Peyton's places is that what it's called? Or Peyton's, Peyton's, places, yeah. Peyton's places. Peyton's places. I love how he he, he, he asked him. He's like whoa, what were you taking a shot of? You know, Peyton Manning, uh, Midwestern or guy. He grew up, where do you go? To Tennessee, like straight white guy. From New oh, Orleans. What? He's from New
3: Orleans, though. Let's not forget. From
2: New Orleans. That's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. No, uh, no, he's no, like, no, oh, daddy. whoa, what were you taking a shot of, Marshawn? He's like, bro, <laughs> he, he, what do you mean? Like, Henny. Like, wha, what do you mean, what was I taking a shot of? Yeah.
7: And the normal though, not even the XO or the white Hennessy. He was drinking that VSOP. At forty dollar <laughs> bottle, I said, "Damn, Sean, you drinking that?"
2: <laughs> let's get to uh, let's get the headlines with Dan Day.
3: Headlines from the Modelo Especial desk. Modelo Especial, the perfect beer for your home tailgate. Modelo Especial, brewed with the fighting spirit. After a three week hiatus, the Canes football team looked to get back into action Saturday at eight against Duke. This is important. They're following two games that are left on the schedule are scheduled to be between North Carolina and Georgia Tech.
7: I know they'll win, but it's a a 15-and-a-half-point spread. We'll ask John. I question if they cover, man. Like, hmm, they haven't played in so long, a lot of injuries. They have no continuity. We talked to DBJ yesterday. He was like they just got back on the practice field, but they're adding pieces. Like, there was 25 guys yesterday or Monday, and then Tuesday was 35, Wednesday was 45, like – I don't know if that if that lack of continuity is going to help them, you know, in a game they're going to win. But I don't know if they just blow them out. I'm I'm questioning that.
2: Yeah. Duke is bad. But when you haven't played since November 14th and like you were an athlete, we were talking about it the other day where uh, no matter how well you're trying to stay in shape at home, like you haven't hit somebody in what, a month like that, that's going to that's going to affect the game, no matter how great you are, if you're an NFL athlete or a college athlete and hit them but just like the the
7: gameplay the the old joke like in all you know professional athlete circles is bro you can run a million of them damn hundreds you can do all the elliptical you won the mountain climbers when you get on that field your ass is going to be tired like you're going to be it's different when the ball snaps and now you have to fight a guard and then run 30 yards to tackle a receiver then jump back up and they go hurry up now you have to get down and carry a receiver vertical and then go play the a gap on third down like you're going to be tired. And there's no amount of, of wind sprints or elliptical you can do not to be tired during gameplay. And that's what they're about to jump back into after over three weeks. They're about to play football again. Run all the hundreds you want. I'm serious, Lana. Ride your bike from Miami, from, from Kendall to Boca and back. You'll never be in game shape unless you're playing in a game.
3: Marlins GM Kim Ang continues to impress, saying the bullpen is the team's top priority. And if you remember, in the most recent draft, the Fish used all five picks to grab pitchers. Yeah, And they put Urania in the the down, didn't they?
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bro.
3: I
7: don't know much about baseball, but what have we learned about Kim Ang when she came in and we looked at her resume? I love every move she makes because she's a damn baseball genius. She ran the major leagues. So now she's just running a team. She ran 30 teams. Now she has one to worry about and Kim I trust. Make a T-shirt. There it is.
2: And Kim I trust. What else, Dan?
3: I'm in her corner. The NHL is eyeing mid-January as the start to its season. They're hoping that they can get in a 52-56 to 56 game schedule.
2: Let's go. Let's go Panthers. Let's Panthers already have games in hand. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I did see I did see um, that uh, just, just because we're talking about the Panthers, I got a press release earlier from the Florida Panthers that Fox Sports Florida, they're going to be playing some of the best Panthers games from last season over the month of December to get you ready for uh, the NHL season coming up, which Dan just mentioned. On Monday, this upcoming Monday at 8 p.m. on Fox Sports Florida, you can watch the Florida Panthers at the Colorado Avalanche. And uh, they'll post it on Twitter on Fox Sports Florida if you want to get back into uh, hockey mode. Because it's it's weird, right? Like hockey starting in January. Everything's weird this year, Crowder, obviously. But yeah. uh, t- for hockey, I even saw some teams are maybe thinking of playing out- outdoors this season just so they can have fans to come in. Like some of the teams that play up north, they're thinking mm. of, of of... Because like in Toronto, for example, or across Canada, like the Raptors have to play in Tampa... Uh, they can't have fans there. They can't even play. So some of these NHL teams are considering like, yeah, we'll just play outdoors. We can make a rink outside. It'll stay frozen because it's zero degrees up north anyways. Um, and they already and, do it. And that's, that's it. their we, workaround.
7: They already do it with that hockey classic, that outdoor hockey yeah. classic to start the season yeah. or, you know, some tournament they do. Yeah. And we've talked about that before. So why not? It's going to – every league has to adjust
3: around COVID. So if you can wow. adjust
7: and include fans, I'm 100% with it. What
3: else, Dan? It's bringing up those good memories of opening night last year that we had at Funky Buddha. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, <laughs> damn, Dan. Dan, you thing. can't bring up Funky Buddha at 312, bro,
7: because then I start fiending, man. I want me a hop gun. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> Crowder,
3: Crowder's that. internet's about to drop for about an hour. And uh, I'm uh, going to come back slurring. Hey, fellas. <laughs> I love you guys. Y'all are awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Oh,
7: the drunk I love you guy. I can't stand the drunk I love you guy. Come on, get out of here.
3: Well, listen to this. Supposedly, a sheep in Wales recently wandered into a hotel and waited for an elevator. And the reason I say supposedly, the guys and girls in Wales are kind of strange. I'm thinking that might be a call girl sheep. (laughs) A sheep knew the elevator was going to open? It was trained.
2: Oh, oh, oh. I know, man. Oh. What, damn, where the hell do you get these stories, bro? Like I I put in work trying to find just stupid little kickers for my headlines every day to annoy Hawk and Crowder, but like where the where do you get that? Like where are you finding these stories?
3: Don't take this the wrong way. I live the life.
2: Very true. Yeah. The weird life. Not, not the that sheep life. Yeah, yeah, that
7: wasn't a website, Dan. That was on a text thread from one of your friends, wasn't it?
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, bro. Text, close close call, almost got caught. <laughs>
7: Lana, you ever hung with Dan enough man I we joke about it but Dan Dan is different
2: I've heard man and I've heard um by, by the way the NBA schedule was supposed to be released today before Dan gives us some weather so I'm just reading Barry Jackson of the Miami Herald he's tweeting out uh some of the heats schedule per sources he says uh, the heat are given five TNT games in the first half of the season they're only released in the first half of the schedule. they're gonna play the bucks December 29th the Sixers in January, the Clippers, Houston, and the Pelicans on TNT. And uh, as they expected, the Heat are gonna open up, uh, and this was reported by Barry Jackson, um, the Heat are gonna open up their season December 23rd, a Wednesday night in Orlando. I was complaining the other day that that game's not gonna be on national TV. Miami doesn't play in the first half of the season chicago cleveland indiana memphis minnesota phoenix portland or san antonio the heat play dallas on january 1st which is going to be a fun game we get luka Doncic and uh james johnson and jay rich they're in dallas now so we'll get a little heat reunion oh. with jay rich and james johnson i'm actually kind of stoked for them that they're in dallas they they both uh, yeah. find a find a solid home. Like as much as I hate Dallas because of 2011, like that franchise has stability. They're on the up and up. They have two superstars. Like that's a good place for for some uh, some former Heatles to land.
7: Oh, you think they can compete with Doncic
2: and um, the big tall giraffe? I think so. I think I think Dallas is one of the 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 better teams in in the West. Like uh, wasn't it against the Clippers they took them to six? Yeah. uh And yeah. and, and Porzingis was hurt basically the entire time. And Luca rolled his ankle. Like Luca was hurt in the bubble as well. Yeah, exactly. I forgot about that. Yeah, bro. Luca. Luca's legit, man. Like Luca's. Yeah, he's he's really legit. He's probably gonna be. It's gonna be him and Giannis once LeBron retires. KD's already in the back end of his career. James Harden as well in the back end of his career. I think this league is going to be a two headed monster behind Giannis Antetokounmpo and Luka Doncic you can throw Anthony Davis in there if you want as well uh but um yeah it's going to be the the Luka Doncic Giannis Antetokounmpo league like the euro the euro guys, going to be dominating the NBA which is kind of cool I like it I like I like just different characters that are going to be at, at the top of the NBA at the forefront of the NBA
3: once again, Crowder, I hate to bring it up so early in the day, but I'm telling you that Christmas morning matchup between the Pelicans and the Heat, that is a hop gun at noon type of day.
7: Oh, yeah. Christmas Christmas time? Christmas day? Christmas cheer. Oh, year. yeah. We're, on, we're not even working that day. I'm not going to sleep that night, man. I'm fishing all night, drinking all day. Yeah. I have, I have, rough, yeah. I have rough off weeks.
3: That's the way to be right there. It's never rough with Hawk and Crowder afternoons 2 to 6. And if you have to miss any of it, I got you covered on Fridays. Huckman Highlights Crowder Crowd Pleasers, the week that was.
1: Huckman Highlights. Highlights. Crowder. Crowd Pleasers. Crowd Pleasers. Bienvenidos al Hockey Crowder Show. Brought Brought to to you you in Miami.
3: Miami. Hi. Mount Rushmore of nuts. Cashews. Pistachios. Shelled Peanuts. And D's highlight. Billy thinks he's <laughs> tough. <laughs> Brett Rippin, <Ribbon, laughs> you
7: think you're tough? <laughs> yeah. How much for one rib? Ay ay ay. ¿Qué es eso? Get out of here. Beat it, cat. There you go. Yeah.
3: See, this is whoopee weather. This, this is sex this weather, is, man. Come uh, on. Now. Aren't you Jewish? You can't eat the McRib. Listen, my God understands the flavor of a McRib and will make certain exceptions. Happy McRib Day tomorrow, everybody jews included yeah just one riff i'm on a
6: clean clean clean
3: <laughs> i was gonna say next thing you know i have a finger in my butt finger in my butt
2: shout out kp
3: and the hell is that
2: it's too bad that 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 we that the cutoff date for the danday montage has passed because shout out to kp would have absolutely oh lived. it'll
3: it'll be in next week's
2: for sure shout out kp
6: a couple of the horses well, that I've invested in would have been better as <laughs> dinner.
2: Tomorrow morning, uh, it's an early one. Newcastle United versus Chelsea, 7.30 a.m. English Premier League. Hawk, will you be watching? No.
3: Next.
7: Hawk, yeah! me and you could be IG model tomorrow. Let's get together and take some pictures. I just don't think we'd be that successful. What? <laughs> Your booty. No, no, no. Sick <laughs>
5: Okay, can you just splash a little Coke my hand?
7: This is what happens when you box at 40 years old. You get knocked That's out, right. son. That's Sit right. Sit your ass down and spend your money. Finger in my butt. I'm on a cleanse. Those are your weather.
3: I'm pleased. What better way to end the week except we're not finished. Coming up in a few minutes, my man, the sports bomber, Danny Garcia, going to be hooking up with Joe Zagacki, and they are going to be giving you the Miami Stetson basketball game. Pregame starts in about 30 minutes. Tip off at 8 o'clock, right here on 560 The Joe, the same station here. 560 The Joe, radio rewind. Later, Slug. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s?
6: It's better over
0: here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.
1: Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other
3: restrictions apply.
1: Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.